Welcome, folks. Delight to have the Prime Minister here. I know uh, there's going to be, uh, we're going to talk about our relationship, which is strong as can be, but I know you're going to want to know what's happened this morning in terms of my meeting with our, my national security team. Let me begin by once again acknowledging the bravery and the sacrifice that our military makes every single day. It's the loss of those Americans and Marines and sailor and army personnel is tragic. As I said yesterday, and Prime Minister and I talked about it slightly, it's he's a military man, gone to war, lost a friend. Uh, you know, losing uh, a son, a daughter, a husband, a wife is uh, like being sucked into a big black hole in your chest. You don't think there's any way out. I wonder what's happening. So my heart goes out, our hearts go out to all those who we've lost. But look, um, the mission there being performed is dangerous. And it's uh, now it's come with a significant loss of American personnel. And uh, but it's a worthy mission because they continue to evacuate uh, folks out of that region, out of the airport evacuated more than 12,000 additional people out of the airport in the last uh, 24 hours. I met with my commanders this morning, first thing in the morning, got a detailed briefing about yesterday's attacks and the measures they're taking to protect our forces and complete the mission. And we will complete the mission. Now, I'm not going to take any questions because of the Prime Minister being here on uh, Afghanistan now, but I'll be available at another time. But it's great to have the Prime Minister here. We, uh, he, uh, we've become close friends. He's ridden the Amtrak train a lot uh, from New York down to, down to Wilmington, Delaware. I told you we have a few corporations in Delaware back in the days when he was in private practice. And, uh, but he heads and leads the most diverse government in Israeli history. And uh, we've got a big agenda today, starting with COVID, which we've been talking about, and uh, 19 in both our successful vaccination programs. And we've talked a little bit. We're going to continue to talk about the issue of uh, booster shots. And uh, uh, they, you started your program a little early. It's met with great results. We're going to start mid-September. But we're considering the advice you've given that we should start earlier. And uh, this is promising uh, uh, also uh, this booster program is going to start here September the 20th, uh, pending approval of the FDA and the CDC committee, outside experts. And the, the question raised is, should it be shorter than eight months? Should it be almost five months? And that's being discussed. I spoke with uh, Dr. Fauci this morning about that. We're also going to discuss uh, Israel's uh, unwavering, unwavering commitment that we have in the United States to Israel's security. And I fully, fully, fully support replenishing Israel's Iron Dome system. And we're also going to discuss the threat from Iran and our commitment to ensure Iran never develops a nuclear weapon. And, but we're putting diplomacy first and seeing where that takes us. But if diplomacy fails, we're ready to turn to other options. We'll support Israel's developing 
deeper ties as well with the Arab and Muslim neighbors and, and globally. That's a trend that I think should be encouraged, not discouraged, and we're going to do all we can to be value-added. We're also going to discuss ways to advance peace and security and prosperity for Israelis and Palestinians. And uh, we're also going to direct our teams to work toward Israel fulfilling the requirements of the visa waiver program. Get that done. So, Mr. Prime Minister, I want to thank you again for coming. The U.S. will always be there for Israel. It's an unshakable partnership between our two nations. And uh, I have known every Israeli Prime Minister since Golda Meir, gotten to know them fairly well, and I look forward to us establishing a strong personal So, welcome. Thank you, Mr. President. <clears throat> First of all, on behalf of the Israeli people, I want to extend our condolences and deep sadness for the loss of, uh, of American lives in Kabul. The American service members lost their lives while on a mission to save other people's lives. And that's the very definition of courage and sacrifice. May they rest in peace. Especially on this day, I want to be crystal clear. Israel always stands together with the United States of America unequivocally. I also want to thank you for your warm words now and in our private meeting, which attests to your support of the State of Israel. Uh, but that's not new. It's been uh, decades, uh, and you've always stood up for us, especially during tough times. Like a few months ago, when thousands of rockets were being shot on uh, Israeli towns and cities, and that's when friendship is really tested. We trust in your support, Mr. President, and uh, Israel knows that we have no better or more reliable ally in the world than the United States of America. I come here from uh, Jerusalem, our eternal capital, and I bring with me a new spirit, a spirit of goodwill, a spirit of uh, hope, a spirit of decency and honesty, a spirit of uh, unity and bipartisanship of folks, as you suggested, harbor very different political opinions, even opposing, yet we all share the deep passion to work together to build a better future for Israel. And that's what Israel is about. We're, we're out to be good, to do good. Uh, but in our region, doing good is not enough. Uh, Israel has to be strong in order to do good. Be strong so we can do good. And uh, we cannot lose sight for even one moment that we're in the toughest neighborhood in the world. Uh, we've got ISIS on our southern border, Hezbollah on our northern border, Islamic Jihad, Hamas, Iranian militias that surround us. And all of them want to kill, kill us, kill Israelis. They all want to annihilate the Jewish state. And that's why Israel always has to be overwhelmingly stronger, overwhelmingly stronger 
than any of our enemies, and indeed of all our enemies combined. And that's why I want to thank you, Mr. President, for helping yet again to fortify Israel's strategic advantage. Obviously, the main issue we're going to be talking about today uh, here is Iran's race to a nuclear weapon. We talked about it inside the room, uh, and I was happy to hear your clear words uh, that Iran will never uh, be able to acquire a nuclear weapon, and uh, that, that you emphasize that you'll try the diplomatic route, but there's uh, other options if that doesn't work out. So, you know, these very days illustrate what the world would look like if a radical Islamic regime acquired a nuclear weapon. That, that marriage would be a nuclear nightmare for the entire world. Iran is the world's number one exporter of terror, instability, and human rights violations. And as we sit here right now, the Iranians are spinning their centrifuges in Natanz and Fordow. And we gotta stop it. And we both agree. So we've developed a comprehensive strategy that we're gonna be talking about with two goals. The first goal is to stop Iran on its uh, regional uh, aggression and start rolling him back into the box. And the second is to permanently keep Iran away from ever being able to break out the nuclear weapon. As I told you, Mr. President, Israel never had and never will ask America to send troops to defend ourselves. That's our job. We will never outsource our security. Uh, it's our responsibility uh, to take care of our fate. But we do thank you for the tools and the back you've been giving us and you're giving us. I said we're also going to be talking about the COVID uh, and the Delta variant, which is wreaking havoc across the world. You were the first to, to call the pandemic the pandemic of the unvaccinated, and that is could not be more true. Just about a month ago, I took a very tough decision, a policy decision that Israel would pioneer the booster shot, the third shot. Uh, I can report to you, Mr. President, to everyone that uh, we've reached almost three million Israelis that have uh, received the booster shot. And the bottom line is it's safe and it works. The good news finally is that the tide is turning in Israel. And one last word, Mr. President, uh, I'll take this off for this part if I may. Uh, you're a man of faith, as am I. In the synagogues across the world, we read a biblical portion beyond the Parsha. It's called the Haftarah. Uh, and tomorrow we're going to be reading words of the prophet Isaiah, Yeshayahu. In Hebrew, the words are, What this means, I can say anything now, right? What this means is uh, the sons and daughters of the Jewish people are going to come back to our, our land, are going to nurse our ancient land and rebuild it. And this 
ancient Jewish prophecy is today's Israel reality. And it's a miracle that, that you've been so central and so part of it uh, for so many years. So, Mr. President, uh, today you and I, and you've been so generous with your time in these difficult days, you and I are going to write yet another chapter in the beautiful story of the friendship between our two nations, the United States of America and the Jewish and democratic state of Israel. Both of us who seek to do good and need to be strong, both of us who are a lighthouse in a very, very stormy world. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I look forward to working with you now and for many years forward. Thank you. Well, thank you, and you give me credit, much of which should go to Barack Obama for making sure that we committed to the qualitative edge you would have relative friends in the region, so he's the one that deserves it. Thank you as well. Thank you very much, folks.